monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature Joey G. Joining me as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? Good, how are you? Oh, just great. Oh, just good. Fantastic. I've got my wine. Oh, yeah, that's the good. The kids are in bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. These Stuffly. are all... That's that's the dream right there. It's the dream Drunk right there. with ch- no I'm responsibilities. I'm not drunk, I'm just having a glass of wine. I, all right, fine, then I guess you aren't living the dream. Try harder. <laughs> Chug, chug, chug. One time we went to a restaurant and Nicole's like, do you want to see how fast I can drink my wine? And I said, no. And she went, okay. And then she chugged it. And then she was mad because her wine was gone. I spent like $12 on a glass of wine and I just chugged it. It's so stupid. Yeah. And I told you not to. I have impulse control problems. Yeah. I, can, I, I know what that's like. <laughs> As we sit in a room surrounded by the results of all of my impulse, my lack of impulse control. A lot of good books in here. Yeah. Comics, toys, DVDs, records, Blu-rays. I have two uh, video game consoles and bags hanging on hooks on the back of my door that I haven't. Uh, I have to mod one of them. Ooh. Yeah, there's a TurboGrafx-16 on the bag on the left and a PS1 on the bag on the right. What are you gonna do with? Was a mod. What are well, you gonna do with a mod? Well, I'm putting in a, uh, a an optical drive it, disc emulator into my PS1 so I can run games off an SD card. Okay. Yeah. But I haven't done it. See, I'm, I'm scared because it requires a lot of soldering, and I'm not really a good soldering guy. Well, you're not going to get good if you just don't try. Yeah, but if I also don't try, then I haven't failed yet. So it's like Schrodinger's PS1. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, this is not a PlayStation podcast. Oh my god, we should do a PlayStation podcast. This was my pick. It was Nicole's pick, and Nicole, you picked it, so why don't you tell us what it was? Um... Picked Carnival of Souls, uh-huh. um, just because you and I were browsing the Criterion channel, and s- sometimes it's hard for me and you to agree on what we want to watch. So Almost like, impossible. I was like, I want to watch something scary, and you like the Criterion channel, and you like uh-huh. old movies. Let's watch this old black and white one. You're like, hell yeah. I have been wanting to watch this movie for a long time. There was time. a few other ones we agreed on mm. on that list. I kind of forget. I we should revisit them. This was a them. long time ago. We should revisit that list, because we I should. think we should... Maybe pick from there another time. Do you have one one in your head for next time? I already know what our next oh, movie okay, is, yes. Because sometimes, well, at least I do, when it's like your pick and in the middle of us recording, I'm like, fuck, I have not chosen. And then I chose this like, <laughs> I don't know, almost a month ago when we watched this movie. I've, I know nobody else can see it, but I really like the poster for it that's up. It, it's very good. It kind of looks like watercolor or pencil crayon. Um, so can I talk a little bit about what the movie is? It's from 1962, 1962. Psychological Horror Film. Yep, produced and directed by Herc Harvey, who Herc. also appears in the film. Written by John Clifford. Who's Herc? Uh-huh. Who does and he play? Stars, uh, he's the, the the main ghoul. Ooh, a ghoul. And Candace Hillegoss plays green, the, uh, the actress. <laughs> little ghouls. Uh, so this is one of the most famous independent low-budget movies ever made. It was made for $33,000, which, granted, in 1962 is more than it is today, but it's still very, very, very low for a movie. Even back then, or was it even high? Back, I mean, no, no, it was definitely very low even back then. Okay. It's just 
that thirty-three thousand is a bit more today, but it's still way less than like I movies see. back then. Still, used, would cost like a million dollars. So anyway, um, <coughs> this movie is uh, is loosely based mm-hmm. on an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, which is a eighteen ninety short story by Ambrose Bierce. Ambrose Bierce was a very very talented writer of weird and horror fiction uh, from the nineteenth century. He uh, disappeared, actually, during like the Mexican Revolutionary War, I think. Who did? Ambrose Bierce. He was a uh, he was a British writer, and um, oh. we don't really know what happened. Yeah, you know who Ambrose Bierce is. We've, I drew that. I you drew, drew that him. portrait. We we did, he did the damned thing. I think was the name of the story that we oh, did. I loved the damned thing. Yeah. So he's one of those guys who was like held up alongside people like Poe and Lovecraft. Yeah. Um, he disappeared. Yes, because he went. Yeah, during the the American Civil War, he enlisted. So he wasn't British at all. He was American. I don't know why I thought he was British. I guess because I always assume all good horror writers are British. He looks a bit British. Yeah. So uh, he apparently sustained a brain injury at the Battle of Kennesaw Mountain. But anyway, the point is, he like disappeared. um, I think I I said it was during the. uh, Yeah. So 1913, he disappeared. during the so I guess this was a tour of his old Civil War battlefields. A lot of people, there's a lot of stories that exist, like the belief that maybe he is he just went down into Mexico and lived out the rest of his life. Um, wow. But, yeah, nobody really knows. But I kind of love mysteries like that. Like it's so they're so old and they're mm-hmm. still not solved. It's like there is a pretty strong theory that um, he was executed by firing squad in um, mm. in uh, in Mexico, but nobody really knows. But, uh, yeah, he wrote some really good stories, including An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, which was also adapted, if I'm not mistaken, on, um, it's either The Twilight Zone or The Outer Limits, and I can't remember off the top of my head. That's okay. It was The Twilight Zone. I knew it. Anyway, it's very good. Um, But this, yeah, this movie is loosely based on that, but when you get to the end, it's very much based on that. So the premise, this young gal, Mary... She's mm-hmm. riding in a car with some other gals, and some dudes show up and challenge them to a road race. And which like, fuck yeah. Apparently in like the 50s and 60s, this was all you could do if you were a teenager, was like get into your car and then like drag race. Like by the time we were teenagers, I feel like car culture, maybe it's different in Canada, and maybe it's different nowadays for sure, but like, because maybe, I'm sure car culture still exists, but like, did you know anybody who would like go drag racing or driving around? No, but Not at do you all, remember right? in our old house we used to hear them, like late at night? Well, it's here in this house. We see the people doing donuts in the lot across the thing. Yeah, we see that, but in Chaparral, we oh did yeah, because they would drag down. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, all right, well, there you go. But anyway, th- this one goes badly, and uh, the girls car goes off the bridge after the boys nudge them. And she's the only one she, who crawls yeah, out. She crawls out of the water and she's all fucky looking and she's like oh she's the only one who's dead so then she moves she's the only one who's alive correct thank you she moves to salt lake city where she's been hired to play the organ at a church and there's an abandoned pavilion near the shores of the great salt lake and she starts to have visions of ghoulish pale-faced figures and specifically one called the man who was played by her curvy in the movie and uh yeah this sort of the, the movie is about her like declining sanity and um Kind of like not knowing what's real, what's not real. Mm-hmm. She has these spells where her she can't hear anything. 
um, they, there's they, no they, noise yeah. and no one can see her yeah, and she's kind her. of like yeah. trying to talk to people and then she'll usually like run into someone or something and and then her hearing comes back and they can see mm-hmm. her again so it's like just all this kind of um i want to say surreal this has got a lot of surreal um, stuff feeling to it and so there's this whole big long extended sequences in this movie that are like these like crazy dances of these ghouls at the pavilion and it's very surreal and extremely reminiscent only not reminiscent but it reminded me of Eraserhead and David Lynch um or rather so I, I assume that this was an influence on a lot of David Lynch's work it actually really reminded me of that one (laughs) <laughs> that we both love with Matt Smith. Um, doctor Who. We do love Doctor Who. He's my doctor. But, no, with the girl and she's in fashion oh, school. Oh, right, yeah, of course, Last Night in Soho. Yeah, the right. ghouls look exactly like her Carvey. They do a lot look like them, yeah. So I can, I can see, and it was a sort of her, her kind of descent, too, mm-hmm. into madness and not knowing what was real and her dreams yeah. all being inter- intertwined. So it's not a very long movie. It's about 80 minutes. It feels even shorter. It, <laughs> it kind of does feel like an extended episode of The Twilight Zone. But yeah, I mean that as totally a compliment. It totally feels like that. And yes, it's a compliment. Mm-hmm. It has a big twist ending, which if you've read An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, you already know what it is. I won't spoil it for you because I recommend watching this movie. I absolutely loved this movie. Yeah. It I, was so good. I liked it. I didn't like it as much as you, um, I, but I totally can see the importance of it and how it has influenced so many great works of art that are out today um i thought her acting was really amazing Mm -hmm. i loved her i loved kind of the limited cast of it and i think it was able to tell a really strong story with just a few people and i just i really enjoyed all the characters in it and um i loved the carnival you know i love i love a like circus it's a real theme it's like a real example of how you can do so much with so little resources. Totally. Like, with almost no money. So, Herc Harvey, who wrote and directed the movie, this is his only feature film. Every he's, He made about 200 movies, but they were all industrial and educational films. Oh, of which okay. I've seen a bunch, because they used to do them as shorts on Mystery Science Theater a lot. Oh, really? So, this guy was like, he knew how to make a movie extremely quick, extremely cheap, extremely well and very professionally he made a gajillion he just had this idea for a horror movie and he wanted to make it and he asked his buddy like hey do you want to write this movie and so he told him about the scene with the ghouls dancing in the ballroom and the rest was up to him and he wrote it in three weeks and uh they cast this candace hilligloss who was trained who trained with lee strasberg who was like a famous acting um teacher and all that um yeah i think this was one of the very few i don't think she was in a lot of movies but one thing that um, Harvey mentioned about the film that I saw on the Wikipedia article was that he wanted the film to have the look of Bergman and the feel of Cocteau. And I, well, I realize that probably doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot because no. you probably haven't seen any Bergman or Cocteau, really. I don't, did you ever, did I ever show you his the Black and White Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Okay, well, I that's Cocteau. I that. Okay. So, you know, it definitely felt like that, that kind of fantasy. Oh, totally, And yeah. um, the look of Bergman, yeah. Like, the cinematography has a very Sven Nickvist, Ingmar Bergman kind of a vibe that's to cool. it. That's cool. So yes. he got what he was going for, obviously. Oh, yeah. And the music is great. It's all, mm-hmm. like, this organ music. So it's, you know, in, in keeping with what she's playing, it's just... Yeah, and it was really cool because there's a part at... Um, 
she's at the church playing the organ. She gets one of these spells where she doesn't know where she is or what's going on. When she kind of comes to, she realizes she's been playing the carnival music and they fire her at the church because they, um, that's like evil <laughs> or whatever. There's a remake of Carnival. Of I Souls. didn't know that until just now. There was a remake in, two, in 1998. I um, actually love that cover too. It's like someone holding balloons with people's yeah. faces in the balloons. It's it's called Wes, Wes, Wes Craven, Craven Presents oh, Carnival but he of didn't Souls. No, I think it, he just produced it. Yeah. He didn't even do that. What did he have to do with it? <laughs> so it has very little in common with the story of the original. It was executive produced right. by, by Wes Craven. And apparently there was an unofficial remake in 2008 called Yella, directed by Christian Petzold, who I feel like I've seen something from him before. Why do I think that? This is called Joey Looks at Wikipedia live on the podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, no, I haven't seen any of these. I've heard of Phoenix. That's why I heard it was really good. Anyway. Um, yeah, so what's fun about this too though this is a movie that everyone can and should watch and it's very easy to find in fact you can even watch it in this little video clip on wikipedia the entire movie because this movie is in the public domain so you can watch it you can put it on and listen to it you can stream it on twitch if you want um that's really cool i didn't know it was in the public domain but while i didn't like love this movie as much as you i really love going through the Criterion channel with you and discovering old movies and things because they're not really things that I would put on on mm -hmm. my own or by myself, but I really and appreciate that you kind of get me out of my comfort zone um, with this kind of art. Like, I don't, I don't usually watch movies for the art sake of it like you do. Mm -hmm. I go to art shows. I do lots of other things in the arts, but I like that you got me out of my comfort zone with this. So thank you. Nicole, it's my pleasure. Uh, yeah, this I I really highly recommend watching it. You know, you're not really watching it for the plot. She's good in it, like, and the plot's fine. Like, it's a perfectly good story. I like it, but like, just it's the visuals. Yeah, the visuals in this movie are just so phenomenal. I'm always like floored by how cool old practical effects are because even these ones in here, I'm like, I don't know how they did that. Like, it's it's still it is like movie magic mm -hmm. that you're totally. watching. Where now it's like, even sometimes even if it is practical, it's like, no, that's mm -hmm. CGI. Like, you just kind of assume sometimes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've read also that this movie was influential uh, on filmmakers like Lynch, George Romero, uh, James Wan. You said Lynch. I said, I, I said Lynch, but I, I haven't, uh, I didn't make the connection with Romero and James Wan, but that makes total sense. Um, there is a Criterion Edition movie version of this movie, which we don't have, but I should get it because there's also a... Yeah, it's on the Criterion channel. Yeah. There's an audio commentary track by Mike Nelson from Mystery Science Theater. Oh, cool. Which is pretty cool. You were saying something about the Mystery Science Theater shorts? Yep. Um, I've never watched the shorts. How do they compare to, like, the full-length movies? Sometimes they're even funnier because, like, they're only 10 minutes long. And sometimes if they have a movie that's really short, they would do, a sh like, a, a short at the beginning. And they're usually these kind of in oh, educational, cool. industrial films, like, yeah. teaching people how to do this. And they're very, very funny. I've never seen any... I've, yeah. like, been watching Mystery Science Theater with you since high school like and i've never seen any of the shorts yeah a lot of them are very very good they, you you may be maybe you have seen them and you just didn't realize it because they are in the same episodes as the maybe. main shows but yeah but yeah it's uh they're great it's great carnival of souls i love it it would make a great double feature with something like the elephant man i've never seen that 
It's very good. It's very sad, but it's very good. Aww. There's a whole there's whole sequences in the Elephant Man and Eraserhead that feel very much like Carnival of Souls. Very, very, very much. And uh, I, I kind of want to track down track down. It's on the shelf behind me, but I want to watch <laughs> the um, the Twilight Zone episode again because I haven't seen it in a long time. What's of, the Twilight Zone <clears throat> of episode? An occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. That's what the episode's called. That's the name of the story and the episode, but okay. it's the story that this is loosely based on. It's not cool. even really based on it so much as it follows the same beats and has the same twist. Right. Yeah. So it's like the same idea. Yeah. Which is cool. It's a great idea. Like I'm sure there's probably lots of other examples of a very similar thing. Yeah. That, that's, you know what I mean? That's maybe why I just was like uh, a bit more on it because plot-wise, I've I've seen it before. I don't know if this was like one of the first or whatever, but yeah. It, it definitely, in, in recording this with you now, it, it definitely sounds like you have warmed to it in the time since we watched it. Like, you liked it, but you weren't that impressed with it at the time. It sounds like no, you I'm like it. I'm glad I watched it, it but now, I don't yeah. think it's one I would rewatch. Clips of the film are used throughout the Drake music video for Knife Talk, so that's too bad. I think for me, the like horror genre, I really love, love horror movies that have rewatchability factors for me and this one just didn't. Oh really? I would watch this again right now. I'm, I'm not going to but I would. Yeah I know you would. Yeah it's one that like I'm surprised I didn't like immediately pull the trigger and order the Blu-ray because I would watch it again with the commentary. It's, it's unusual mm. because the last time we liked we, I watched an old movie like this that was in the Criterion Collection that we liked this much the next day I ordered like when we did Island of Lost Souls which is the Dr. Moreau movie. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and movie. I loved it so much that I immediately ordered the Blu-ray the next day so I could watch it again with the commentary. And I think that I, I just I just recently read the book. Um, oh, that's a good book. And I think I, I like both equal. Like I don't think I could pick which one I like better. Hmm. What about you? Oh, I definitely the book. Really? The book is probably in like my top ten horror novels of all time. I absolutely love that book. I've read it a hand several times. That's cool. I, it's probably a book that I would read every year because it's not very long. Oh. Um, but I also think the movie is a masterpiece. Yeah. And it all, you need to watch the, the 90s movie with, with Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando. It's no so. desire it's to watch so, that. Well, you should, have you watched the documentary about the making of it? I've watched. Because that's phenomenal. I've watched part of it and you've told me all about oh it. God, so I know just, kind of beat for beat what happened. It's the, it's Richard Stanley who directed, who went to, on to create and direct, uh, The Color Out of Space with Nicolas Cage that we liked. Love that one. I would rewatch that one. Mm-hmm. Why don't you get out of my face? Why don't you do me a favor and get the fuck out of my <laughs> face? Or maybe I'll do you a favor and get the fuck out of yours. <laughs> Love Nicholas Cage. So yes, I think this is definitely a big thumbs up. Watch it. It's on YouTube. It's on the Criterion Channel. You can. It's on Wikipedia. There's no excuse. Watch Carnival of Souls. It's short. Yeah, it's short. It's eighty minutes. Yeah. Eighty minutes. You can't get anything in eighty minutes anymore. Actually, the, the Hellboy animated movies are all under 80 minutes, too. You've been telling me to watch them. Oh, they're very good. I just rewatched them recently. They're very good. I want to rewatch the uh, Del Toro ones. Oh, they're very, very good. <laughs> very, very good. They just, speaking of Guillermo <laughs> Del Toro. Very, like very, an 80 year old man very, all of a sudden. Very, very <laughs> they just recently just announced um, one of the, the new Criterion Collection films that's coming, I think in December, is Guillermo Del Toro's Pinocchio. Isn't it on Yeah, Netflix? but so what? It's the Criterion Collection now. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it either. I actually haven't seen the last two Teldor movies. I haven't seen what? that or Nightmare Alley. And the reason I haven't either. watched Nightmare Alley is because I wanted to watch the original and read the book first, and I have done neither. Oh, I didn't even know about that one. 
Yeah, but that's just only because I haven't like babbled about it. To you yet. <laughs> I will. Don't worry. I feel like because we don't have commercials in common. Anymore. shut up <laughs> <laughs> we don't have commercials you don't know when things are coming yeah yeah and yeah. unless it's like it's unless it's like something that's horror related and you've told me about it or someone else yeah. i know who also likes horror has told like me i'm about on the it. internet a fair bit so you'd think i would hear about things more than i do but i'm constantly being like oh they're making a new goosebumps tv show i know that what? Was it comes out in two weeks that what? was the example i was about to yeah. give because like normal like it's crazy I that you didn't like, know that that's so my jam that I'd be like so excited and counting down the days for it. Yeah, you have a peanut butter and goosebumps sandwich because it's your jam. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> do you want to know what movie I picked for next time? Yes, I do. Next time on Bride of the Creature, we're watching a newer movie. Like you brand spanking new movie? Brand spanking new, in fact. Came out in 2013. Uh, we are going to watch... Oh, apparently it was a big flop. It made less than half of its budget. I don't care. I said I think 2013. I meant 2023. Yeah. We're going to watch Andre Alvredal's latest... I'm possibly pronouncing that incorrectly. The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Andre Alvredal, say. who made Troll Hunter, which I love. I have not seen. Scary Stories to oh, Tell in the Dark, which you like. Oh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. I yeah. liked that one. I thought one. you saw Troll Hunter with Brody. You watched Troll oh, Hunter with Brody. I've seen it a couple times. I haven't seen Troll Hunter, but I loved Autopsy of Jane Doe. I loved uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and Troll Hunter was fantastic. So The Last Voyage cool. of the Demeter, which is... A film adaptation of one chapter of Dracula. The chapter about... My favorite chapter of Dracula. Uh, the, the boat? Yeah. yeah, the boat. Yeah, that's good. It's on a boat. On a boat. That's another On book. a motherfucking boat. I'd probably put that in my top ten novels, too. What? Dracula. Oh. <laughs> no, the Lonely Island <laughs> music video. Yeah, so we're going to watch The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Do you never watch the... The TV show that Dracula one that was like three parts. No, that was the Stephen Moffat one, wasn't it? Oh, I never watched it. I would I would love to know what you think about it. Well, maybe one day I'll watch it. Maybe one day you should. But the Demeter one um, chapter was my favorite. I'm probably gonna just rewatch Heavy Metal though. Again. I've never watched Heavy Metal. You've watched most of Heavy Metal with me. No. Yes. No. Nicole, you smoked a big old joint and we watched Heavy Metal in we bed. We turned it off after five minutes. No, it was like half an hour. It was like half of it. It was over. We <laughs> watched half of it. So. I know so. I doubt that very well, whatever. much. I think Fine, I barely let's go watch it right now, the then. credits. Let's go watch it right now. Okay. Uh, so Nicole and I are going to go watch Heavy Metal. So until... We didn't play the trailer. Ah, fuck it. It's, you go watch the movie. It's on YouTube. Until next time... It's on YouTube. I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. Y'all stay scary and watch over ghouls. See kissing. <laughs>
with the chinks In the third degree Time to deal with people 